It's been a while and there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. And um, I give you some updates about what's going on with, you know, everything that I've been telling you about with the new gear and all that good stuff. And you're probably like, well, Dave, the audio sounds the same right now. This sounds the same. Well, that's because I'm using the old recorder and I'll explain why. Um, and oh my God, dude, I don't think I've talked to you guys in like, I think it's been a month to be honest. And I'm sorry. I know you probably forgot about me, but I'm still here. And, um, this is the problem. I've been trying to figure out, um, le okay, let me lay, lay some things out. I, I've been trying to figure out how to work the audio recording software and I'm using Ableton. And it's tricky. And I'm coming from a place where I know nothing about this. I've never really done this kind of... I used to mess around with like Fruity Loops when I was a kid, but that was more like making mu like electronic music. Just kind of like me and my friend Steve were into that for a while. But I never really did audio input using a microphone. It's different. Figuring out how to make it sound really good. I could have just recorded... I could have just started with my new microphone, try to record something. I don't know, like, you know, I want it to sound exactly how I want it to sound. I didn't spend hundreds of dollars on this gear to just have it be garbage because I don't know how to use the software. So I'm trying to figure it out. I actually made a lot of progress today learning how to use like EQ and compression in order to make my voice sound, you know, fully do it justice. This recorder does a good job. So in the meantime, the problem is I'm missing out on too many things that are happening and we need to talk about them because I have such good takes on things and I need to tell you about it. So I've put together for you a pretty comprehensive episode today that I think is gonna be really great. And we're gonna cover some different points, but I did just wanna let you know that this is still in the works. It's still underway. Everything, the new podcast, I've got episodes lined up, ready to go. I'm still trying to figure out everything. What do I want it to be? What, you know, like, what are we going to do for different days, different episodes? All of that good stuff. I mean, the, but I got to tell you that it's stuff is awesome. I mean, it's like the mic, I got it set up on the arm. This mic is beautiful. And if you have a great voice like me for, for broadcasting, it's, this is the mic that you want. I mean, I know some of you guys that listen do podcasts too. It's the Electro Voice RE320. It's perfect. And I recently found out that Adam Curry uses it, who is the podfather and is also co-host of No Agenda Podcast, which is my favorite podcast, pretty much. So I was very excited to hear about that. I also have Moto M2. Did I already say that? <clears throat> audio interface. So I'm trying to figure all of that out. It's like you got, I'm learning. I mean, it's like, there's a lot that goes into this audio aspect. There's a lot that goes into it. And how can I get it to really, what's the whole reason I invest in all this equipment? Okay. It's, you know, high quality audio. I want really good audio. I want my voice to be coming across exactly how I want it to be coming across. And, um, and just to have this baller mic, you're talking into a baller mic, you feel like a baller, dude, you just feel it. So I'm gonna figure it out, like I'm still working on it, but this is like what I'm saying. In the meantime, 
things are so many things happen so quickly that I need to be more on top of like it's fine in the meantime I'll continue to just do the podcast as I've been doing it which it was already fine and we need to talk about these things and we've got clips today I've got a really good one for you today let me talk about some of the look I got notes even I even put together notes we're going to talk about COVID obviously we're going to talk about red flags I want to talk about some red flags that I've been coming across in terms of are you going to are you about to engage in a sincere conversation or are you about to waste your time? There are good there are some really good red flags and I have a perfect example of this that I'll show you where you should know that who you're you're dealing with an NPC. These are NPC red flags. Like if someone says so and so buckle up, maybe just maybe just say, "You know what? You're right. It's not going to be worth your time." soon as you start hearing the red flags we're going to talk about Rittenhouse of course we're going to talk about Rittenhouse all of that just happened this week we're going to talk about we even didn't talk about um that governor race in Virginia where the uh, Republican won and that's going to tie into critical race theory we're going to talk about that a bit we're going to talk about Alex Jones we're going to talk about Australia that's what I've got lined up now we'll other things pop up and I want to talk about them. Maybe they will. We'll see what happens. But where do I even want to start? That's the question. I also have a story for you, but I'm not ready to tell you. It's about, I have a story for you and I'm not ready to tell you. And I will. And that'll probably get its own episode because it's very interesting. And I think it coincides with everything that's been going on. And um, yeah, so, you know, I'm not in a rush with the whole, with the new, with the new enterprise that I'm building. I'm not in a big rush. There's always going to be things to talk about. This will never end. We know that now. This is the new, this is the great reset. I mean, we are undergoing one of the most massive overhauls of human society as we know it. This is not just going to be like, oh, you know what? Okay, well, it's back to normal then. I mean, you even saw this the other day, and we'll talk about this more when we get into Australia stuff. But already in Australia, in either like New South Wales or Victoria, you were hearing that, you know what, uh, we're going we're gonna to let people go back to normal. As long as they're vaccinated, we're going to lift all the restrictions. And then less than a week later, they're already talking about the quarantine camps. And I just like really don't like, I don't like being able to dunk on people for that reason. That's not fun for me. I don't find it fun that I get to do a victory lap about how I was right about COVID concentration camps. That doesn't bring me joy. You know what I mean? I wish I could actually like be happy about some of the stuff. All these conspiracies that we've been on top of for a long time, for a year and a half now, that we've been talking about, and they're coming to fruition and it's happening. And I don't like that we were right about it. I don't like that. It's like when I, it's like when you talk about the vaccine and whether or not it is going to have really adverse reactions, whether or not it's going to cause a catastrophe in itself, people being, you know, people getting whatever, any of these three vaccines, what are the long-term ramifications going to be? We're already seeing some of that, obviously, you know, um, uh, Children having heart attacks is a regular thing now. It's a regular thing now, right? That's one example. That's just a regular thing that was always happening, right? 
Children were always having heart attacks. I remember back in second grade, I lost four of my classmates to heart attacks. Seven years old. So we all remember that, right? I mean, that's not something that just popped up out of the blue. That's something that's been, that's been happening and Hotep's been told you. So um, <clears throat> that's not like something you, you, you get stoked about when you're like, see, I told you, I told you there was going to be mass death caused by these vaccines. That's not something that's like fun to dunk on people about. It's not fun. I wish it was more fun to be right about things, but it's not. It's really not fun, man. It would be sick if this was all wrong. If we were, if we could be like, and you know what's the difference between us and them? And you know who I'm talking about? And I guess you could boil it down to corporate media or whoever eats that up. I call them the propaganda guzzlers, as you know. Just call them a propaganda guzzler on Reddit and have a little bit of fun, see how they react. Because <clears throat> they'll claim that I'm the propaganda guzzler. They'll claim that you're the propaganda guzzler. When it's like, what, what's your you know, perception of what propaganda is? It's like, no, I listen to the state. I listen to the corporate media. You're the one who's getting propaganda. I'm like, who does propaganda? Not the state? Who's doing it then? Alex Jones does propaganda? Is that what this is? I mean, I've said it before. It's like the idea that a government would try to propagandize the minority of the population. Why would they do that? Now, listen, I mean, okay, let's not misinterpret what I'm saying here. If you look around and you're talking about people who are actually getting some of the same information that we're getting, the information that they don't really want out there, but they don't really have too much control over it, and are actually, you know, well-informed on this, I wouldn't put it much past 10% of the population, maybe 15. That's hopeful. And you think that the government is using, uh, like, proxies that they claim are disinformationists in order to propagandize 10 to 15% of the population, what would that accomplish? What's the point of propaganda then? Propaganda is geared towards the masses. You're obviously not gonna get everyone. <coughs> and we've talked about, we've talked about how probably, oh, you didn't even get water, hang on. I'm gonna, let's go into the kitchen for a second. We've talked, see, this is the one benefit of having, um, of using this recorder is I'm just like in the kitchen now. You guys are just with me. See, that's the fridge opening. Where's the water? Oh, it is in my room actually. See, we're going back to my room now. We just went on a little adventure. Wasn't that fun? Listen, what was I talking about again? Let me take a sip of water. Hang on. I got a big, ridiculous jug of water. Oh, that's good water, man. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. <sighs> so yeah, we're being propagandized, us 10%, we 10% are being propagandized, and 90% of the population knows the truth, and that's why we're in the situation that we're in. I mean, 
it, it's like it's you can't even believe it. 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 You can't even believe it, man. It's crazy. These people, but I love them in a way because it is like, you know, this is it's it's great. I love podcasting. And look at this big list of things I have to talk about in front of me and all these clips and all this insanity. And it's like, it does make podcasting better. But I guess the point that I'm trying to make is it's not fun being right about these things because all these things are bad. And I'd like for just one of them to be wrong. I was really hoping that the whole quarantine camps would be wrong. So maybe let's start there. Let's start there and I'll play you this clip um, I don't know who this guy is and it's some, it's some guy in Victoria in the government, but he's not the premier of Victoria or it's like, <coughs> I don't know how they do it. Victoria is a state in Australia. Okay. Like New York, we've talked about this. It's like the California of Australia in the sense that it's, it's really, it's really bad. Okay. And it's not even like beautiful, like California. I'm sure it's lovely, but I don't even think it has that redeeming quality. But I was hoping that at least at the very least, that the camps would be a bridge too far, that that would not be something that would actually happen, that that would still be a fun joke. When I tell you guys about how we'll meet up at the FEMA camps, I'll lead us to victory at the FEMA camps because I will be a leader in the FEMA camps. But I always thought I was joking about that, but I just don't know anymore. And maybe it won't be this time around, but you're already seeing some of that smallpox stuff that Anthony Fauci's talking about, or Bill Gates, I'm sorry, Bill Gates is talking about. That's, that's sketchy, man, because you know what they're going to do. I don't know if you've heard about that story. So let's get to Australia in a second. Basically, you had Bill Gates talking and laughing about how maybe there could be a smallpox. He always laughs. That's how you know he's either, I mean, he's a, he's a psycho. He's a psychopath. But he's also like, I, I don't know. I mean, he's like, he could be a lizard. I mean, we've talked about that before. He could be a lizard. He, he has lizard. Uh, he has some lizard tendencies. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He has some lizard tendencies. And I'm not even saying all lizards are bad. I was telling uh, I was telling Lauren about this the other day. David Icke. I love David Icke. I love David Icke. You guys should listen to David Icke. And you'll think he's a little out there, but it's like, re is anything really out there anymore? We're talking about quarantine camps in Australia. Is anything really out there anymore? Like, maybe we should start listening to these people. And I love David Icke, but he does look like a lizard and he has lizard tendencies too, but he seems like a good lizard. And I think that there are good lizards maybe. And I don't think it's very many, but I think that that's that David Icke maybe is a good lizard and he's trying to tell us about what's really good, but no one will listen. So you had Bill Gates talking about the smallpox thing, and then you had something about a lab in Pennsylvania, for some reason, came across, like, these vials of smallpox that were not supposed to be there. And then in response, they, like, went to go send them for testing to determine whether or not it was actually smallpox. So this is an ongoing thing. I keep posting about it, and you guys should be following me if you're not on Instagram, because I post these stories on my Instagram story all the time.
And I've just been saying, because at, with every um, subsequent discovery about this story, I just keep posting it like, maybe let's keep an eye on that. Maybe let's keep an eye on that, you know? Maybe that's something we should be thinking about, uh, given everything that's happened here. So that's when I could see, at least in the United States, I mean, I don't know what's so different about Australians. I guess it's that they're descended from prisoners, so they're used to being prisoners, and they're descended from prison guards, so they're used to acting like authoritarians. I don't know how else to explain it. I I was so wrong about Australia. My perception of Australia was that these were freedom-loving people. And that could not be further from the truth. I mean, at least you're seeing some pushback and you are seeing some protesting. But at this point, it's like, if they start, if they're throwing you in the camps, things should probably, I'm not advocating for violence. Let's listen to this clip. Let's listen to this fellow. Urgent action to escalate our response in these communities, immediately implementing a hard lockdown. That means residents of Injari and Rockhole no longer have the five reasons to leave their home. They can only leave for medical treatment in the emergency or if required by law. It's highly likely that more residents will be transferred to House Springs today, either as positive cases or close contacts. We've already identified 38 close contacts in Binjari, and that number will go up. Those 38 are being transferred now. I contacted the Prime Minister last night. We are grateful for the support of about 20 ADF personnel as well as army trucks to assist with the transfer of positive cases and close contacts and to support the communities. Urgent action to escalate. Okay, so do you get what that guy was saying? I mean, I'm sorry that that that's not my fault. That, that was terrible audio from the video. I just found this from Twitter. It's just a clip. It's 44 seconds. So this is yesterday. As of yesterday, the army is transferring positive COVID cases and contacts to these quarantine camps by army truck. I don't, I'm I'm assuming with some video will have to come out of these people being apprehended. I mean, knowing what I know now about Australians, maybe they just willingly got in the trucks and got hauled off to the camps. Maybe they were all excited about it to protect their neighbors, but it's crazy. It's crazy enough if it's a COVID positive test. But it's people who have been in contact and who are like suspected of potentially having a positive case. And so what they're saying is we're going to take these people who might have been exposed and bring them to this camp with people who were definitely exposed. Who definitely have it. And again, what does definitely have it even mean when you're dealing with PCR tests? I don't know what kind of testing that they're doing. We don't know if all of the testing is illegitimate. We have no idea. (laughs) But the bottom line is the army is now involved in Australia. I don't know if you've seen in Austria and who knows if this will stand, but what's the deal with A-U-S-T? What's the deal with countries that start with A-U-S-T-R? Because now in Austria, there's compulsory vaccination. They're going to make everyone get vaccinated. It does not matter. Everyone needs to be vaccinated. And then what does that like? This is the other thing you're going, okay, but then what about in the other countries, like some of the Scandinavian countries, forgive me for not being entirely accurate on this because I don't know exactly which countries and I don't feel like looking it up right now. I think it was Denmark, maybe Sweden. I know it was a few of those countries are saying no more 
um, that they're not vaccinating people under 30 anymore. And I forget if it was only the Moderna vaccine or if it was all of them. But even if it's just the Moderna vaccine, you're like, what's different? What's different in Denmark and in Austria, where in Austria, they're going to say, no, you have to get it no matter what. It doesn't matter how old you are. And then in Denmark, they say, well, if you're under 30, you definitely don't want to get this. So what's the difference? It's the same vaccine. What's the difference? Why is everything, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't even, I don't even understand it. Like in the very beginning, there was that lockstep aspect of things. I mean, it was like every country was doing this in lockstep with, with the other countries. Everyone was doing the same thing. And that was, that was weird and dystopian in a way. But it's also in a way, it, it kind of, if you really are dealing with a global pandemic and everyone really is susceptible to this virus and it does not discriminate across, um, you know, borders, then maybe it makes sense that you have a lockstep movement between nations. And that was the whole thing at the beginning for the first like year, but now this country is saying, well, if you're under 30, you don't want to take the Moderna because you might have a heart attack. And then this country is saying you have to get the vaccine no matter what. And you're like, well, then it, it almost makes less sense when they're not lockstep based on their narrative that they're providing. It's like, let's see, here's a tweet. Austria, compulsory vaccination. Germany, likelihood of compulsory vaccination. Italy, no jab, no job. England, Sack unvaccinated healthcare staff. California, no jab, no school. Australia, quarantine camps. I mean, <coughs> we're... This is the other thing. Germany, like, look at that, for example. Germany, likelihood of compulsory. They haven't even made up their minds yet if it's going to be compulsory. But this is an emergency, isn't it? And aren't people dying? And they're like, well, we'll figure it out when we figure it out. Maybe we'll do compulsory vaccines in two months. And you're like, oh my God. That's so dumb. Oh, this is like, it. it's getting worse. Like, just because you, you're like, this has gone on so long. This has gone on so long. And it's just getting more dumb. And you have like, okay, so let's get into some of the notes here. Let's get into some of the notes. I mean... Like, there's videos, you can go on Twitter and look at videos of the quarantine camps, by the way, and it's fucking nuts, dude. It's nutty. And, um... Let's see, hold on. I guess this will be your new home if you're not taking some bad poison. You're damn right. Lady... I like this Australian woman. Well, she's just outside of the facility, of the quarantine facility, and she's filming it. So it doesn't really do you much justice because we don't have a video element here. But that's okay. You could look it up yourself. Um, okay, uh, so let's let's continue. Something that I've been seeing Anthony Fauci talk about as he's 
pivoting. I don't know how it ends up like, I think he's just hoping to hold out until he dies of old age before he has to go to jail. I don't see any, based on what we know, I really don't see how he's going to be able to avoid jail for perjury in front of Congress. I mean, I don't know why he did that. We, we were talking about that in the last episode, I believe, if I remember correctly. It's like he obviously lied multiple times to Rand Paul, but then he's saying, I saw an article the other day that's like Anthony Fauci, he's, he's going, um, the, the, the phrase gain of function is actually just a meaningless phrase. He's saying it's a meaningless phrase. So he's kind of going with the Democrat defense. He's going with the Democrat version of there is no such thing as critical race theory. Because that's we'll get into that a little bit later, and I have a few funny clips about that. But the Democrats basically decided to say, and look, I don't like, you know, I'm saying the Democrats. I'm really talking about CNN, MSNBC. They've decided to just go with there's not even a thing called critical race theory, which the obvious counter argument to that would be, well, then why do you care if they ban it? If it's not real. So who cares if they're banning it? Well, no, they, they, well, they shouldn't be banning it. I mean, I, it, 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 does it matter if it's, does it matter if it's real or not? I mean, come on, man. Does it really matter if it's real or not? Why, why would they, why would they just ban it? Why would they just ban it? They shouldn't ban it, even if it's not real. That'd be like banning Santa Claus. Oh. Jesus, man. I get get so mad. Uh, But you know what? It's fun. It is kind of fun living in a dystopia, I gotta say. It's kind of fun. It's like weird. There's a part of me. I was talking to my buddy Josh about this recently. And I was like, part of me does like this, though. The same way that the people that I can't stand. I saw a tweet. Let me read you this tweet. Um, and I just shared this earlier. Let me read you this tweet. Hang on. It's from, I don't know, some psychopath. What's that saying about people with PhDs? Like some things are so dumb that you have to have a PhD to believe it. Is that what, is that what the saying is? Like there are some things that are just so insane that you're like, you must have a PhD, right? And they're like, as a matter of fact, I do have a PhD. And you're like, yeah, I figured. Um, this is, uh, Mikhail Tall. I don't know how you say her name. It's like Michael with an E, but it's a woman. She says, Mikhail Tall, PhD. I just woke up from a nightmare that the elastic on my N95 snapped and I was inside with other people and I could feel air from the room suddenly on my face as my mask flapped open. My heart is still pounding. Parentheses, I'm fully vaccinated, and this is how intense I am about masking, close parentheses. End of tweet. You see, that's a woman who loves this. I mean, she feels alive. She really feels alive. She's having, like, crazy wild nightmares where her N95 mask snaps off, and she could feel the air. Man. But I read a tweet like that, and I'm like, she loves this. And there are a lot of people who love this. And then I got to say, in my own masochistic way there is something enjoyable about it and i just said earlier um oh this is a great clip i'm so glad i just found this scrolling down twitter this is a really good australia clip that we'll listen to right now too 
But uh, wow, we're we're cooking right now, dude. I th I thought we were like five minutes in. We're like thirty minutes in right now. Let me take a sip of water for crying out loud. Okay, I woke up this morning. I was like, I gotta tell these people what the fuck is up. I was just so ready to go. <clears throat> What was I? Oh, yeah. So that's just, I mean, you just see that. So that's what I was going to say about that lady loves this. And a lot of people do, do love this. They love this. Let's listen to this guy because I forget who this guy is too. But this is, these are, um, according to Michael Gunner, chief minister of Australia's Northern Territories, where the COVID camps have already been established. Let's see what he has to say. If you are anti-mandate, Sorry, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me turn up the volume. Hang on. If you are anti-mandate, you are absolutely anti-vax. I don't care what your personal vaccination status is. If you support, champion, give a green light, give comfort to, support anybody who argues against the vaccine, you are an anti-vaxxer. Absolutely. Your personal vaccination status is utterly irrelevant. And if you are out there in any way, shape or form, I don't know if it's his accent, but doesn't he sound like a little, a little Down syndrome-y? Is that just me? Is it maybe that's my own personal bias? But let's just listen to the end of this clip. Tell me what you think. If there's a little tinge of, of autism, maybe even a little bit more than just a tinge, but tell me what you think. And if you are out there in any way, shape or form campaigning against this mandate, you are absolutely anti-vax. If you say pro-persuasion, stuff it, shove it. And anyone out there who comes for the mandate, you are anti-vax. See, that again, that's a guy who loves this. No one's happier that this is going on than that guy. And look, I mean, here's another thing I've talked about, and I've talked about it in my comedy a lot. I think there's a part, I think there's something within all of us <clears throat> that wants to be a dictator. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's like not that many of us, but maybe it's people like me. And I would love that. And I've been pretty open about that. I said, I used to have a joke that was like, I'm going to run for president. Don't vote for me. That's going to be my whole platform is going to be like, don't vote for me. It'll be bad for you. If I win this, your life will be miserable because I will rule over this nation with an iron fist, the likes of which you've never seen before. And people think it's funny. And I'm like, it is funny, but it's also totally true. And so I look at a guy like this and you can see his eyes. Like, again, I don't know if these are autism eyes that he has or if he's just like, <coughs> sorry. I don't know if he's got autism eyes or if he's just really into it right now. But I see a little bit of myself. We have to be honest about this. We have to be honest about this. We can't shy away from these truths. I do see a little bit of myself in him and in the words that he's saying. And I probably would do it differently. And I think I would be a little more artful. And I think I would be a far better dictator than he. But at the same time, I would be a dictator nonetheless. And so I have to look at these people on the one hand, I despise them. And yet, on the other hand, do I despise myself? Perhaps the part of myself that understands them. Very interesting stuff. Very interesting psychological stuff.
let's continue. We're going to still continue to talk about COVID here because there's still more to get to. Um, <clears throat> so one thing that you guys totally should do, I cannot recommend this enough, is you need to follow the high wire. Okay. Go to the highwire.com. It's Dell Big Tree. You know, like I, I like Dell. I think he's good. He can be a little annoying sometimes. I mean, he's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I know that's definitely true, but you don't even have to watch the podcast, even though it's great. I mean, really, it's like a show. It's more of a show than a podcast because he comes from, um, he comes from uh, NBC, so he he does his more of a standard, more corporate media presentation. Obviously, the information is far, far, far different than what you'll see, but the presentation is similar. But what you should do is subscribe to the newsletter because they have all of these ongoing um, cases because they're doing the actual work. Like this is what's so nice about Dell. He's got this, um, it's called ICANN, Informed Consent Action Network. Um, And they're actually just doing so many lawsuits and trying to do, um, they're doing FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act requests trying to get information from the NIH, from the NIAID, from the CDC, regarding all of this nonsense. They're trying to get information, admissions, because only through legal action is this gonna be remedied. I mean, unfortunately, that's the case. The marches and the protests aren't gonna work. You know, we should know that, I I don't wanna put it in sides, it's interesting, like, you know, personally, I, 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 I think, um, you know, I find libertarians a little bit annoying. I wouldn't call myself a libertarian. I obviously find liberals the most annoying, but a real liberal is less annoying. If you don't know the difference between a real liberal and a Democrat, then you're a Democrat. And if you do know the difference between a real liberal and a Democrat, then you're probably not so bad. You're probably tolerable. You know, this is, I was saying this also when I was talking to Lauren yesterday, I kind of like, I, I respect the real communist more than like a Bernie com- communist, you know, or like someone who says, uh, it's democratic socialism. Uh, it's democratic socialism. It's not communism. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about when they say that. Uh, they say communism, but it's not communism. It's democratic socialism. I don't respect that at all. Be a fucking communist then. Have some integrity. Don't be a pussy, you know? Democratic socialism. I have no respect for that. No respect whatsoever. Fuck you, democratic socialism. Get that garbage out of my face. Be a communist then. I'll respect you more. And they're honestly way funnier. Communists are way funnier than a democratic socialist. Get out of my face with that bullshit. I, I also hate communism. I'm just telling you, you understand the point that I'm making. It's like those people at least have like, you know, they, they really have they, have, they stand by their values and they, they know what they want. A democratic socialist has no idea what he or she wants. A lot of the men who are democratic socialism are democratic socialists are very effeminate too. I mean, that's worth pointing out. Um, 
I'll just read you the latest, just for one example, this, I got this update today, why you should follow this um, newsletter. So, oh, well, this was the crazy one that they talked about on the, the latest episode. So they actually submitted a request to, for, to the CDC to give, to provide one documented case of a person getting COVID naturally, recovering, getting COVID again, and then spreading it. They asked for the CDC to provide one case of that happening. The CDC could not provide that. Very interesting stuff. This is just one example. They said, hey, so you're saying that natural immunity is not that effective. Well, has anyone with natural immunity actually spread the virus? Has anyone who's already recovered, because you would have to recover to have, to qualify, to be able to say, I have natural immunity. Because really, this is what we're chipping away at. It's not going to get flipped in a day. And maybe some of these restrictions will never go away. We're not going to accept that. And we'll always view that as not being normal. And the worst thing you can do is view it as normal. That's something that I've been saying for a long, long time. You should never look at someone with a mask on and be like, oh, that's just a normal thing. I still look at people with masks. Sip of water. I'm ill-conditioned. This is what happens when you don't podcast for a month. You're like, (coughs) I'm all out of whack, my vocal cords. I still look at people with masks on anywhere, indoors, outdoors, and I'm like, it's weird. Never forget that it's weird. It's not normal. It's fucked up. So it's like, look, what I was going to say is this. First of all, I'm more of an anarcho-capitalist. Shout out to my anarcho-capitalists out there. That's what I'm about. Give me that free market, no government. (laughs) There's more to it than that, but... I find myself more... That's the best subreddit on Reddit. Anarcho-capitalism. There's no better subreddit on Reddit. I stand by that. Absolutely no better. So I don't want to split it up into sides because it's like there's a bunch of disagreements between even people that kind of agree with where we're at. Hang on. Hang on one second. Sorry about that. I was gone for a second. <clears throat> you know, what I was going to say is um, if you look at I'll I'll just frame it differently. What have we seen a lot of for the past several years with regards to people and their movements is they have lots of protests, right? And they go out and they have their marches. You know, we had like the women's march and stuff like that. And then we had all the uh, BLM marches, nonviolent. Peaceful, mostly peaceful. And uh, what what did that get? Like, what did they want? Criminal justice reform? Where's that? Are there any fewer people in jail now? I mean, that just doesn't accomplish anything. Now, I would say it's not totally useless. It's not completely useless to... To protest, 
especially in this case where the propagandists would have you believe that you are alone in this and your views that maybe these um these uh gene therapy treatments are uh, a little sketchy they would have you they would like for you to believe that you are the only one who feels that way they'd like you for for you to go to work and feel as though you're the only one who hasn't gotten it yet so at, at the very least, what an anti-mandate protest will show to you is two things. One, that there are other people who feel similarly. And two, at least with regards to an anti-mandate protest, is that there are people who have gotten it and are still against mandates. And those people are out there. And those people are pretty much the most important allies in this particular fight is the person who already got it but doesn't want anyone else to be forced to get it that's the most valuable that's the most valuable you know person really that we have as far as i'm concerned well okay i wouldn't say that the most valuable people we have are the people who are doing legal action and so look this is what i was going to say it's like we it's going to be chipping away it's going to take a while in the courts. It's going to be chipping away. And the next shoe to drop is going to be that they allow for people with natural immunity to once again participate in life. And uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm obviously not, I think none of it should exist. But that's going to be the next thing that happens, I think. It's going to be the next one where they go, fine, you can do that. We'll allow it. We will allow it. So, I think that that will happen. I don't know if it's going to be soon. I hope so. But, uh, okay. So, let's go into some propaganda here real quick because I wanted to show you this. Because I saw this, it was just on the main page of Reddit. And all I saw was the thing it said, <laughs> this is uh, from the Cleveland Clinic. Now let's hear what the Cleveland Clinic has to say about does the COVID-19 vaccine cause long-term effects? Which is an interesting question. The way they, wouldn't they say side effects? Because wouldn't they want it to cause the long-term effect of immunity? Wouldn't they want it to cause long-term effects? Let's see what they have. Let's see what the Cleveland Clinic has to say about this. We have had dozens and dozens of vaccines available for the last many decades, and we have seen absolutely no long-term side effects from any of these vaccines. That's insane, dude. <laughs> That's... That's crazy that they could say that, but you see, it's like they are reptiles. They're snakes. You know what I mean? They're snakes because they didn't do long-term control studies to determine whether or not there are long-term side effects. There's one, dude, you gotta listen to the high wire, I'm telling you, and I forget what vaccine it was, where they had a control group for four days. That was basically... It was, no, it, it was, they did testing. It was one of these vaccines. It wasn't this one. It wasn't this one for this thing. It was an older one. 
and they did testing. Their, their side effect testing was for four days. And then they said, all right, yeah, we're good to go. Four days, book it. Let's give it to every child. I forget which one it was. Something in like the 60s or 70s, I forget. But let's hear what else this nut nutcase has to say. Side effects from any of these vaccines. And we're more than a year out from the first people who got vaccinated against COVID. And we still have not seen any long-term effects from them. Yeah, you know, we're, we've always been accustomed to um, soccer players collapsing on the field. We've always seen that, dude. I mean, I remember, you know, I remember seeing that all the time. And it obviously has nothing to do with these vaccines. It obviously has nothing to do with these vaccines. Myocarditis is a very, 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 very common. I know more people with myocarditis than don't have it. And that, uh, that, was, that was true before, well before this vaccine. Most people have myocarditis. Honestly, look around you. Look to your left. Look to your right. Okay? At least... 74% of those people have myocarditis. So this is a regular, normal thing. But the real risks that we've been hearing about, the inflammation of the heart and the blood clots that are possible, have happened in a tiny fraction of people who have gotten the COVID vaccine. Wait, so those aren't side effects or they are? I mean, I don't even, like, this is, it's, it's sloppy propaganda. It's sloppy propaganda. Like, I thought you just said, no, there are none. I thought you said there were absolutely none. And then you're like, and it's like, and, and, you know, the stuff that it is happening, it's like, it's just this small, it's a little sliver. It's just a little sliver. COVID vaccine. We're talking maybe five per million. And when you look at the risk of what COVID does to you and the risks of dying, which are much greater than that, a tiny risk from the vaccine is certainly something that you want to overcome. Get the vaccine. Keep yourself safe from COVID. You know what? She's so right. I mean, especially me, people in my age group who have a 99.997% chance of recovering. That's 0.003% chance of dying. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to risk that. I mean, look, you know, we, do we really want to risk that? That's a big, you know, I mean, how could you even go through life like that? Just knowing that any given time you have a 0.003% chance of dying. How could you even live tormented by that fear? I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. You know, I really can't. So even if there's a slightly larger chance that you'll get blood clots and myocarditis from the vaccine, who cares, man? You might die from this, this illness. Don't we know that by now? I mean, people are dying, okay? People are dying. Seriously, you guys. Seriously. <clears throat> How about this one? This is a Fox News article, but it's also in the Wall Street Journal, so it's, it's not totally illegitimate. U.S. COVID-19 deaths in 2021 surpassed 2020's toll. And haven't we had... Isn't that interesting that we didn't have a vaccine in 2020? And in 2021, we do. And there's another month left in 2021. And we've had more COVID deaths than last year. I think the only possible explanation is that not enough people are vaccinated. Am I right, boys? Am I right, boys? Not enough people are vaccinated. That's why more people are dying now that we have a vaccine as opposed to when we didn't. 
Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that make sense? Oh, look, I gotta, fuck, I gotta cut it off early. I'm sorry. Um, I still have these notes and I'll continue the episode and I'll still have these clips. Um, I apologize. I wanted this to go longer. I wanted to do like an hour and a half or two hours, but I actually have to bounce right now. So in conclusion, I will say I'll come back soon um, in the next few days, especially because the apartment will probably be empty. People go home for Thanksgiving. I'll be able to bang another one out. And, um, And there's so much to say, dude. And also, I'll just say, once again, like, the High Wire is really good shit. I really highly recommend it. I always recommend No Agenda, of course. But the High Wire is really good, man. Check that out. At least subscribe to the newsletter because then you'll be able to keep up. Because, like, a lot of people want to know what's going on with the court cases. This way you can keep up with, like, most of the court cases, to be honest with you. The high-profile ones are going through the High Wire, um, Del Bigtree's, you know, um whatever I can thing. So I would highly recommend you do that if you want to get a better idea of what's going on with the court cases. Anyway, I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Take care. Be well.